Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Father Andrew Mattingly. I am a Catholic priest in Kansas City, Missouri, and this is a podcast where I post homilies and random other stuff that I might teach or speak about. Hope you find something useful and maybe even inspiring. God bless you. Our parable today is one of my favorites in the Gospels. There are many, many layers to it, as there are to all of our Lord's parables. And I want to try and unpack a couple of the elements in today's parable that I hope can be fruitful for your reflection. The first thing to notice about today's parable of the, the vineyard owner who goes out all day long to hire workers for his vineyard and then pays them at the end of the day. The first thing to notice is that he is not a savvy businessman in any sense of the word. In fact, he's a rather strange man because at the end of the day, he pays the guy who worked for one hour the same as the guy who worked for 12 hours. If you're in business, you know it's a very quick way to sink your business. You're not gonna last very long. So clearly this vineyard owner has other motives. And as the parable develops, it seems that the thing he is most interested in, I should say the two things that he is most interested in, are getting as many people as possible to work in his vineyard. He goes to the marketplace five times, and every time he's just like, you're standing around, come work in my vineyard. You're standing around, come work in my vineyard. Why are you idle? Come work in my vineyard. He just tries to get as many workers as possible in this vineyard operation that he's running. And he also seems keen to teach them a lesson that they would come at the end of the day to a sort of spiritual epiphany. So he deliberately sets up this very tense situation where the ones who only work for an hour get paid first, and then the ones who worked all day get paid last and they get the same amount. And he knows that that's gonna produce some tension, but he wants to bring them to this spiritual realization. That's really kind of the heart of the parable, but I'm gonna leave that sort of element aside uh, for today and, and focus on, on a couple of other things. The first thing I wanna draw your attention to is that in this parable, Jesus deliberately sets up a very stark contrast between the activity and the energy of the landowner and the idleness and the inactivity of the men standing in the marketplace. The landowner is busy all day long. He's going back and forth between his vineyard and the marketplace. He never stops. He's untiring. And every time he shows up in the marketplace, there's these guys that are just standing around doing nothing. And Jesus is deliberately sort of putting these things in contrast. And not only is the landowner active and energetic versus the listlessness of the men in the marketplace, but also it seems that the vineyard owner has a real sense of purpose about him. He knows what his life is about, and he's busy going about it. He has a real direction to his life, and he's walking in that direction. The men in the marketplace, on the contrary, seem to have no significant purpose to their life. They're just standing around idle. I would say too, a last 
sort of twist on that particular contrast is that the landowner seems to be convinced that he's involved in an enterprise that is quite exciting and dramatic and adventurous in contrast to the men in the marketplace who clearly have you know, no sense of <laughs> excitement about what they're spending their day doing. They're rather bored and sort of humdrum. So there's this big divide that's being set up between sort of the, this landowner and the way he goes about his life and these men in, in the marketplace. And clearly what Jesus is doing here is he's setting up an, an allegory. The landowner obviously is God. The man in the marketplace is anybody prior to being called to work in the Lord's vineyard, which is the kingdom of God. Anybody who has not yet answered the call of Jesus to come and follow him is the man in the marketplace. And the landowner is rather desperate to call everyone he can find in the marketplace. In other words, everyone who has not yet said yes to joining him in his labor for the salvation of the world, he's desperate to call anyone he finds there into this great work of salvation. It's very important that we remember that the way God works in history is that he deliberately leaves his works incomplete so that then we, his children, can come along and participate in his great work. You think about Adam and Eve in the garden. God deliberately left creation somewhat incomplete. He said to Adam, okay, now your job is to till the garden, to keep it, to cause it to produce fruit, to have dominion over the earth, to sort of order it and organize it. God could have done all that himself, but he wanted our first parents to participate in his work of creation. Similarly with the command that God gave Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. God could have in an instant created every human being that he ever wanted to exist, but he didn't do things that way. He left the creation of his children incomplete so that then we could cooperate in that great work. And the same happens with salvation. Jesus accomplishes, he sort of produces the raw material for every human being to be saved when he dies on the cross and rises from the dead. But now he wants all of us to participate with him in that work of redemption. This is what St. Paul talks about when he says that he fills up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Jesus' sacrifice was perfect, but now it has to be applied to individual souls. And he invites us to participate in that work. And that's what today's parable is about. Jesus goes out in the marketplace. He calls these men by name. And he says, you... Step out of your boring life that has no real purpose, where you're just drifting from day to day, from one idle pleasure to the next, from one paltry and significant entertainment to the next. Why don't you come work with me in my vineyard and do something magnificent? 
do something truly adventurous with your life rather than sit around all day. That's what Jesus is teaching with this parable. Three days ago, we had the Feast of St. Matthew, one of the apostles and evangelists. Some of you might be familiar with a very famous painting by Caravaggio of the calling of St. Matthew. So we know that St. Matthew fit the description of these men in the marketplace to a great degree, right? Not perfectly, but in many ways. He was a tax collector. And in this image of the calling of St. Matthew by Caravaggio, on the right side of the painting, you have our Lord and St. Peter. And then on the left side of the painting, you have seated around a table, Matthew and four or five of his friends who look like they're also tax collectors. So they're sitting at the customs post. And then Jesus shows up. And there's this stark contrast in the painting between Jesus and Peter who are clearly on a mission. They know what their life is about. They're in movement. They're passing through. They have to keep going because they have other important things to do. And then you have Matthew and his buddies who are just sort of sitting idly around this table. One guy is sort of hunched over, just kind of like counting coins, just stacking them up. They clearly have no significant purpose to their life. They're idle. There's no sense of adventure. And then here comes Jesus crashing into their marketplace. And he says to Matthew specifically, you, I want you to come work in my vineyard. And it's funny in the painting, Matthew sort of like is pointing his finger at himself and he has this very surprised look on his face. He's like, you mean me? <laughs> you talk, are you talking to me? <laughs> like, the guy who extorts money from people, who's hated by my countrymen because I work for the Romans? You want me <laughs> to come follow you? And you can tell that Matthew's in this great moment of decision. He's sort of torn between staying in the marketplace, if you will, and this life that is relatively comfortable, but without any significant purpose or meaning, without any real risk or adventure, but comfortable. He's torn between staying there in that world and saying yes to the God-man, to Jesus Christ, to come labor in his vineyard. And of course, we know the, the story that he, that he said yes. And on Speech Day a couple weeks ago, I was thinking about because the gospel passage for his feast day was, of course, Matthew, Matthew's own section in his gospel where he describes his call. And I was thinking about how probably when he was writing that many decades after it happened, he probably shed a few tears over that. Thinking about how it was in that moment where everything changed for him in his life. Nothing was the same after that. When he said yes to Jesus to come work for him in his vineyard, to labor alongside him, everything changed. And for the better. Life became more difficult. It became more risky, more challenging. It certainly was not comfortable anymore. But it, it was all worth it. You can imagine Matthew writing his gospel and sort of tearing up about this moment when Jesus came in and changed everything. And of course, we know this parable is meant to cause us to reflect on our own call from the Lord as well. For all of you, your story is different. For some of you, Jesus came to you at dawn when you were a child and called you to really follow him when you've been doing it ever since. 
If that's your story, praise God. For some of you, Jesus came to you in your adolescence, maybe when you were a teenager. This was the case for me. He came to you at 9 a.m., if you will. And he said, hey, why don't you leave behind these insignificant things that are only ever going to give you a superficial happiness? Why don't you come work for me in my vineyard? I'm the best boss you can find. <laughs> Some of you, Jesus came to you in your middle age at noon, and you had been drifting for 25, 35, 40 years without any real significant purpose. And he said, hey, come work in my vineyard. And you said, yes. Others of you, perhaps, the Lord came to you in your old age at 3 p.m. or 5 p.m. As a priest, I have the privilege of witnessing people even on their deathbed, you might say at like 5.59 p.m., <laughs> who uh, Jesus comes to them and they finally, finally say yes. Right. Whenever that happens, for those of you that can identify when it happens, I would encourage you to reflect on that today and just allow yourself to be full of gratitude. Because where would we be if Jesus had not come to find us in the midst of a boring, listless, purposeless life, just full of paltry, insignificant moments of entertainment, pleasure, selfishness? Where would we be if Jesus had not come to find us in that place and call us to something infinitely greater? So I would encourage you above all today to be full of gratitude. And now there are also some of you here perhaps who are thinking to yourself, I don't think that's ever happened to me. I don't know if Jesus has ever come to find me and call me by name, to call me out of my life of drifting, to follow him as one of his disciples. I don't know if I've ever experienced that. That's okay. If that's where you are, ask the Lord to come call you. If one of those guys in the marketplace, in between the times when the owner was coming, maybe at 4 p.m., in between his 3 p.m. visit and 5 p.m. visit, if one of them sent word to the vineyard, hey, I've heard that you're hiring workers. Is that true? Will you come and hire me too? I guarantee you the vineyard owner would have left his vineyard immediately, come to the marketplace, and called that man. So if that's your situation, you feel like, I don't think the Lord's ever come and called me by name to lift me up out of my worldly life into a glorious life of sacrifice and virtue, heroism, adventure. Ask Him. Ask Him. Lord, come and call me. I'm drifting. I'm just standing idle. My life has no real purpose. But I want it to have a purpose. Will you come and call me? He will do it. You better believe He will do it. So if that's your situation, ask Him. Ask the Lord. Spend some time in prayer. Get on your knees. 
Lord, make my life worth something. Lift me up. Give me a mission. Give me a calling. Plant me in your vineyard. Gratitude for the calling we've received. Petition for a calling that perhaps we have not yet received. And above all, I would say, be reminded of the truth that when you set to work in this vineyard, it's not as if the landowner is just sitting comfortable in his nice little villa, just kind of watching you from a distance. It's not how it works in Christianity. The landowner gets down in the mud with you and with me, not only alongside you, but inside you, in your soul. I feel like I can't repeat this truth enough. You're baptized, the living God comes to live inside you. He does not just labor next to you. He labors within you. The opposite of God sitting off in the distance just kind of watching us for our missteps. That's a completely false image of who God is. So let's set to the task of engaging in the labor of the vineyard of God to cooperate with the Lord in the greatest work we can ever possibly do in this life, which is the salvation of souls.